Hello, everyone. This is Mark Vina with more insights and strategy. Today is Wednesday, March 25th, uh, 2020. Uh, this is yet another, what I would almost call a, like a public service announcement podcast that I've been doing over the last um, a couple of weeks. I did one earlier in the week with Netgear to talk about great, you know, great tips while you're working at home and, you know, decisions and issues you want to consider when kind of upgrading your wireless router in your home, which is actually, you know, a very, very important topic for a lot of people now who are working from home. And I thought I'd follow up the, uh, uh, this week with yet another podcast with a couple of um, uh, veterans from the technology industry uh, with HP, with Hewlett Packard. I've got uh, today participating in the podcast, um, Annalise Olson and Colby Elbaz. And if I'm not mistaken, if my math is correct, guys, uh, you've been with HP a combined Am I going to say this like 50 years? Is, 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 yes, is, is it's amazing. We, it's we are so young, young but yes. <laughs> Combined, we are 50 years. <laughs> well, you don't, look, you don't look that old, which is, which is great. But, I, you know, I, I know uh, Anne-Louise actually quite well. Uh, we've spent quite a bit of time together as I've covered uh, HP. Kobe, I think we haven't met yet formally in person. We're meeting virtually today. But uh, let, what I want to use today's podcast for is talk about a lot of the great things that HP is doing uh, during, this, uh, during this coronavirus situation. Um, I think the, um, the, the tech sector has done such an extraordinary job of really stepping up to the challenge. And not just HP, but a number of different companies have really done some extraordinary things in terms of helping not only their employees um, uh, get through this situation, and we'll talk about the work from home dynamics and things that HP has done there, but you know, companies like HP are also doing tremendous things uh, you know, from a private sector standpoint in terms of helping the government, helping the, the, the medical industry uh, really help navigate uh, through this crisis in the most uh, expedient uh, way possible. So but before we jump into that, Anne-Louise, let's talk a little bit about your background for about 30 seconds so they know who you, who you are. Okay. And Kobe, we'll do the same thing with you. Okay, great. Well, um, so Annalise Olson, uh, as you said, I've, I'm, uh, ha have some time at HP. Um, I've, I've spent, I've spent, <laughs> That's very uh, diplomatic. It's very diplomatic. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been fortunate. I've been, uh, you know, I was a, a long time in the print business and product generation, uh, spent time in our America's business, uh, regional country roles, um, spent eight years living in Singapore, running our Asia PC business, and most recently, I've come back to print, uh, now running our print category uh, at HP. So right. office, commercial, consumer, et cetera. You know enough to be dangerous, and that's good. That's, that's right. Good. A little <laughs> bit of everything. That's right. Uh, Kobe, let's talk about you, your background. So as analysts, you know, I am fortunate to be in many different positions in HP in many different geographies. You know, I've been a country GM. I used to run the personal system for Europe and Middle East. Uh, in Africa region, uh, I used to run the personal system for the America region, and now I'm running the personal system category for globally, for commercial and consumer. Uh, and I saw it from all different angles, being in a country, being in a region, and also running a global job. And that, that's one of the great things about HP is that a lot of big companies do this, but HP has been doing this for years is they really take their executive team and over a course of time, you really get exposed to different opportunities, whether it's a regional job, a headquarters job, a product job, a marketing job. So you guys have really got a good kind of lens in terms of the way HP operates. And, um, you know, what I'd like to talk about 
and it's and it's probably a little bit unfair because you know it's not you know the the work from home phenomenon is really not new for HP. HP's been doing that with its employee population for years. Um, mm -hmm. I have a number of very close friends with uh, with HP, and hey, you know this is not a new this is not a new rodeo, so to speak. We've been doing this mm -hmm. for a long time. But generally speaking, you know, let's talk about how HP has taught before the crisis began, how kind of HP helped facilitate its employees to work from home because HP's got, and it's a very diverse um, uh, uh, capability. I mean, it's not just people, let's say, people who work in Palo Alto, they're able to work from home in, um, in, in San Jose. I mean, you've got people, you know, working in many cases from across the country, from across the world in many cases in different um, uh, geographic regions. So, and Elise, let me tee that up for you in terms of maybe some of the things that from your perspective, HP is really kind of focused on in the work from home dynamic. Sure. I mean, it, 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 there's no question. I mean, at least as a workforce, we've had flexible work options, you know, as part of our culture and DNA for a long time. Um, uh, even back to, you know, Bill and Dave times in terms of what that's looked like. But I think as we've um, expanded and adapted, it's really been very much around productivity and collaboration. And I'll, I'll have Kobe kind of speak to this because I know this is a real sweet spot for them, especially in the computing side. But, you know, I think as we think about, um, you know, a, even in, in a crisis situation, kind of where we are now, how to help people be their most productive, no matter where they are, has always kind of been, I would say, especially in the last five years, part of our strategy of, are you, are you at work, are you at home, or are you mobile and on the go? And so that's been a big way that we've started to frame things, even in how we outfit our own sales force, even in, obviously, we've been Zoom and Skype and all of those tool users for a long time. Um, and, and a lot of that insight isn't just how we work, but then, of course, how we design our, our products and solutions very much as well. And, um, you know, I know, Kobe, you guys have a lot yeah. of stats as you look at collaboration and productivity and security as well. Yeah. So, so as, as you both mentioned, I think, you know, working from home or one life experience is something not new to us. Mm -hmm. I think just in this day, we're doing it probably in a broader scale. And with the way I look at that, I think every time we're talking about working from home uh, and working from anywhere, I look at about in two elements. There is the technology aspect of that and there is the human and well-being approach that we need to look at. You know, from a technology point of view, I think, you know, you need to make sure that as a company, as a, you have the right infrastructure, you have as many as people can connect remotely and work any time of, of the day. But you need also to make sure that from a device point of view, you equip the people with the right product, the right device to make their job. And it's not just the notebook or the PC, it's the complete ecosystem. Right. I think also, you know, while we looked a lot about working from home or working anywhere, I think we pay a lot of emphasis about security. You know, are mm -hmm. people traveling? They're working from home. They're working from coffee places. They're working from any place. You know, uh, before this crisis on plane, you need to make sure that they are secure and they are connected to the network through a VPN, and the device itself is secure. And I think the last two elements. I think Annalise mentioned it in terms of working with our people is enable them with the right tools. Because once you work remotely, you need to make sure that you are productive and you know how to collaborate. So you need to provide the good tools to your people. This can be Teams, can be Slacks, can be SharePoints. Uh, and, and I think it's important. And during those days, I think 
giving tips of how to remote remotely. Right. Mm. And I think video is a great example to keep the touch and to see each other and working. So there is a lot of tips that we provided to our teams about how to remain productive uh, and engage during remote working. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think that there, there's a misperception with some people who haven't worked at home before on an extended basis. And I'm talking about people who call their home their home office and they're there 90% of the time. It's not, hey, I work in an office and oh, I took the day off and I'm checking my emails. I mean, I'm, that's kind of a, that's a different category. I think there's a misperception that if you work from home uh, on a consistent basis, you're either less productive, you're less collaborative, you, you know, you don't have that kind of real time interaction with people. And I have found in my career, you know, I've been, you know, for the last couple of years, I've been doing this work with more insights is that I'm actually more productive at home. You know, I mean, I don't know about both of you, of, of you guys, but I am sure that when you have a major presentation, and at least I've seen you in action several times, it's very tough to do it, to de actually develop a presentation when you're in the office because you're being interrupted by people. You know, you're not, not purposely, but you know, if you have a door that's open, people are going to walk in, you know, and mm -hmm. there's, you know, the phone rings. And I find that when you're at home, you know, you can really, you know, focus and concentrate and get things done. And again, with the, and even from, a, again, you know, Alice, you kind of referenced it, with tools like Zoom and others, where you can actually, you know, have a conversation with multiple people at the same time. This is not just a one-on-one -on -one engagement. I mean, right. you're, 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 both of you are calling from two disparate, two different geographic yep. locations. You can have multiple conference calls, and they tend to be, I think, much more focused and more concentrated, frankly. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. is that your experience, Kobe? Could you comment on that, that, that element? I would say, you know, from our studies before the situation today, we see, you know, more people when they work from home, they are more productive. I think on a global level, people, 72% of people said are more productive working from home. Mm -hmm. I will do say something that is important when working from home. For people that work uh, consistently from home, uh, there is a risk that you work, you know, you don't have any more the work-life balance because you are mm -hmm. always around your work. Your life environment become your work environment. And I think it's important to make sure that people, when they started to work a lot from home, and I would say it mainly these days, when a lot of us are in lockdown and need to be with home, we need to mm. build the right routine mm -hmm. in order to make sure that we still have the right balance, you know, that you have the time to stop, to walk around or to do a workout, uh, indoor or outdoor. Because otherwise, you know, my experience, if you don't drive this discipline, you can find yourself working nonstop. Right. Uh, and I think it's important to have the right balance. But indeed, all our feedback from our people, but also from industry survey, showing that people that work in from home have more productivity. And if they put the right framework, they have a, even a better work-life balance. Right. And, you know, we'll get to this in a bit. And I think specifically for that reason, Kobe, when we exit this crisis, I really think one of the things that's going to change for, for a lot of companies, they're going to find out, hey, you know what? We were actually, we were more productive with a big part of our workforce being at home. So companies that may not have considered the work from home uh, phenomenon in a serious way before this, I think they're gonna take a, a, a second look at it uh, when this is all over. But yeah. here's another question I wanna tee up because you know, again, the work from home you know, uh, uh, element is really very much part of the HP culture. Uh, what tips would you give 
you know, a, a new employee who is going to be working from home? I want to start with you, Anne Louise, because I'm sure yeah. you've got some very strong opinions on that. But what kind of helpful tips do you think you would give for the average person? Hey, I'm going to be working at home. What are the first three or four things I should consider? Sure. Um, I, I, I'm collecting even more tips, actually, than, than you know, because now that we're all living and breathing it full time. Um, you know, I think, I think, as Toby said, or Kobe said, uh, first and foremost, you know, having, having your tools, um, and, and if you're a manager or a leader of a company or teams, you need to help enable your, your team with tools. So, you know, whether that's, you know, computing and scanning or displays or, or, or printing, we're seeing a resurgence in that, you know, you've mm -hmm. got to equip, equip folks. I, I think the other one is that you do have to think about uh, your workspace. Um, you know, sometimes people, and I think especially right now, there's some people who are like, okay, I can do it like this for one or two weeks, or maybe it'll be three weeks. We need to be prepared to understand what is it that can help us really have a sustainable pattern to, in case we need to work at home longer. Um, so you really do have to create some of that separation of where is your workspace, um, where, what tools do you have, and are you set up in a way that you can come to work in that mm -hmm. space every day. Um, so the dedicated workspace is important. I think also um, being able to um, uh, dress the part. And now I say dress the part in, um, you know, we've all been on early morning or late night calls where, you know, someone's in their robe or their pajamas and the camera's not on, rightly so. But, but it also helps you form some separation between your life and work. It doesn't mean right. we all have to get into suits or, you know, fancy clothes. It's just more like, hey, I'm going to work now, so I'm changing out of that into something else. Um, it also makes you feel better connecting with people face to face. I mean, doing having the cameras on, you know, having a a, a persona so that you know when you're in kind of work time. Um, but then also really prioritizing the breaks and the time that you need, so you are not constantly tied to a device. Um, 24 seven, because during this time, especially many businesses, it's a time of crisis. There are important conversations to have. There's employees to take care of. There's customers to serve you. If you don't create some space about how you can separate, you, you walk the dog. You like Kobe said, you make the time for the workout in the morning. Um, many people have to deal with homeschooling right now, mm -hmm. um, all around the world. And you, you've got to allow for when I say dress the part, it's there, there's a new definition of what it is to be a professional. And probably that fabric of our work and our lives requires both separation, but also some integration and support of each other um, to be effective to, to work at home for longer periods of time. Right. Kobe, let me uh, let me toss that to you. Tips. I think I will add to what Annalisa said. I think there is the normal day of working from home. And I think in normal day of working from home, it's different the situation that most of us are in now. Because now we are also sharing our workspace with all our kids. I have three kids at home and we are all sharing the same workspace. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, as I say, that also to our people that we understand the situation is probably different than the normal days of working from home. And now we make sure that people we enable them to be more successful and more productive during these days. And I look at that, as I say in the beginning, you know, there is the human and well-being approach that we must take all of us as organization to enable our employee to be more successful. So I think these days, Annalise say, we have kids, they need to connect sometime to school, remote learning. So we need to all of us understand that we need to be more flexible with our people time. Mm 
because they need to, in one side, work, on the other side, taking care of the family. Uh, mm -hmm. We need to help employees and help ourselves to establish new routines. I used to have a routine going to the office every day. Now I needed to establish a new routine, what I wake up in the morning, what I do, when I take my break, in order to still energize myself to continue to be productive. Uh, and, and I think this is important. And I think I will add one last element that I think it's new for all of us. I think we are all experienced what they call social distancing. Mm -hmm. uh, and social <laughs> distancing does not mean that we cannot, that we need to be disconnected from the world. So we need to find ways to engage. So to do coffee talk with video uh, or yeah. toss at the end of the day with our small team when all of us in video in order to keep this energy, but while all of us always at home and trying to manage family and working life. Right. Well, you know, and you, both of you bring up a very important point because one of the consistent themes and feedback that I get from others and even my colleagues who I work along with who are all working, have been working from their homes for, um, for years. I mean, Pat, actually, Pat Moorhead mentioned this to me the other day because he's been doing it for a long period of time. He said, sometimes you get overproductive. You know, you get into the groove. You're working very hard. And you forget about, hey, I got a family. I got a, I got a you, because you, Annalise, to your point, you have to do almost schedule. Hey, I, you know, I got to spend some time with the kids. Um, I got some feedback uh, on the call I had with Monday um, from the, 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 the person I spoke with is that, you know, so he's been in situations where he found himself working four, five, six straight hours and had not had a bite to eat because he got exactly. into the groove and because there was no artificial event like you working in an office where okay let's go grab lunch at 12 30. Mm -hmm. so you do have to be cognizant about that um the thing i'd like to really get into which i'm sure the the listeners will appreciate let's get into the the the, the gear question you know in terms of what gear you know hp has you know there's a lot of companies out there that have great products obviously but hp certainly has some terrific solutions that come in very handy from a work from home uh, standpoint. I, and I will tell you my personal experience is that I was lucky to get my hands on your new widescreen. It's the 43 inch or 49 inch? Um, it's the 43, 40, 43 inch monitor, which I'm actually using right now. And you know, it's funny about five or six weeks ago, someone would come over to my house and say, why do you have such a humongous monitor in your house? <laughs> and I, I can, I can tell you that it is such a, you know, the, the big, one of the big hot trends in the monitor category are people who get a couple of 27 inch monitors and they put them next to each other and yeah and you can you know you can have different documents and spreadsheets and you can really multitask but i have to tell you when you have a single wide uh wide aspect display like the, the this hp display it's absolutely fabulous i mean i could not do my work uh and especially i do a lot of video editing and i do a lot of other production work beyond and it comes in very handy so i, I my first thing i would recommend to someone consider getting a wide angle, a wide aspect display. Um, but anyway, that's just one observation. The other thing is that it also has a built-in KVM, which is really great because you can have actually two different computers uh, share the same monitor at the same time, which is a very, very cool feature. But Kobe, since you're the kind of the product guy uh, for this call, uh, let me uh, ask you, what would you recommend? I would, I would say, first of all, it's really depend on the user use cases and what you use. They are different user and they need they have different different needs. If you're doing more creative works, you probably or graphic designer, you probably different devices if you are a salesperson that need to work from home. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really depend on but what uh, you really uh, what is your use case and what you're working from. 
I can talk about my personal experience to use here also. Yeah, please, device. no, please. So, and I will tell you also why. So I'm using, first of all, as a device, the Dragonfly. I think what beauty is the HP Dragonfly is the notebook. You know, there mm -hmm. is the background uh, behind me about the Dragonfly. Uh, but the reason why I use it is because you have, beside being a great and light notebook, you have very good sound system. You know, we're working from home. We do video conference. You want to have a good speaker, a good mic without putting external devices. It's time with this. You mentioned uh, wide screen. Okay, so I have a 34-inch curved display because when you work so many hours from one location, uh, you want to make sure that you, you have a good angle. You, you don't need to stretch your eyes and looking at a small screen. And you can do some multitasking between video conference and working together. Uh, I think printing is important. I find myself last week being at home printing more than I used to print in the past, but also the ability to be able to scan documents, sign them back in my job, yep. to email them back. I think it's important too. So I think depending on your use cases, uh, I think those kind of environment uh, that you create around you, it's important. And I look at the complete ecosystem, it's not just the device. It's, the, it's the, the PC or the notebook, the screen, the printer, but also headset. If you are in a place that your family is around you and you need to have a noise cancellation, you need to equip yourself with the right noise cancellation headset. So those kind of things are important when you set yourself to work from home. Right. And well, and what's particularly great about you know HP printers is that um, I love the, uh, the 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 capability that HP has had in place for some time. And that you know, since we when you're working from home, you tend to lose concentration because you're focused on what you're doing, and the what, the, the chances of you running out of ink or toner or some consumable probably happens more disproportionately because you're working at home and you just don't. Oh no, I don't have. Um, those uh, that important in, uh, ink or or, 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 or um, other consumable available to yeah. me, yeah. you know, HP for years has had that uh, model in place where you have a subscription service where if I run right. out of toner, so let, let Emily, let's talk about that because that can come in very handy if you're working yeah. from home. It, it, it's interesting, and we're seeing a lot of that. Um, Pick know, up. Pick <laughs> up. I mean, you know, especially right now where if people are in shelter in place or lockdown, you know, we're in lots of countries around the world, um, being able to have your work needs met and in many cases your education or homeschooling needs met, people are needing to print more than they have in the past. And so as those needs have come up and some many people cannot leave their homes, um, that printer can... We, we have instant ink programs in, in our um, all of our color inkjet printers and they can order the ink based on your own usage and it comes in the mail and you never have to worry about it and while that was a, a customer insight we've picked up on a number of years i think even more so now it's providing a a, a essential service really for people right now to um, have that ink always on your doorstep um, but but we've also had you know new solutions for folks who are just you know if people are looking at you know um, Excel spreadsheets or they need to print things that are multi-page documents to read. Um, we also just came out with HP Never Stop globally, mm -hmm. and that's where you load it and you don't have to fill it for a few months at a time. And so yes. from a both a low cost cost of ownership as well as just not having to worry about it. Um, that's, that's, uh, we've heard that from a lot of our home and micro businesses, especially in the accounting, finance, 
you know, real estate, those places where just being able to have a very low cost printer, they don't need to do photos, they don't need other things. Um, so we bought, got both, you know, instant ink services and then never stopped for a lot of that monochrome print too. Uh, what about, uh, do you guys, I'm right now, right now, Alicia, I think you're using earbuds and, you know, uh, uh -huh. Kobe, you're, you're using the, the microphone on the, on the, um, the laptop that you're, I guess you're using. Uh, the, I have found in my experience that, you know, it's really great to have over the ear headphones, especially, you know, if you're focusing, mm -hmm. you've got a lot of kids and, you know, they're playing games <laughs> and especially now because everybody's cooped up at home. Um, do you guys have a preference for, um, headphones? Do you, do you, is there any particular br uh, brand that you like or, um, what, uh, are, are you big fans of just using, you know, over the ear headphones? I have to use them because it just helps me get better audio quality, obviously, when we're doing podcasts mm -hmm. like this, but uh, thoughts on that? So I, I would say yeah, for me, sorry, I need to, <laughs> no, uh, go ahead. so I would say depending on that for work, I, I am personally, uh, when I have my uh, environment more uh, louder with my kids, I'm using the Omen uh, headset that mm -hmm. we use them for gaming because they have noise cancellation, but they yes. have also some, ink, they have some cooling. And when you sit uh, a lot of time, you know, many hours with headset, it started to be hot. Uh, and I like the cooling elements of them. Yes. That they make, uh, so. I'm using the Omen headset. And by the way, you, Kobe, I bet you look very cool with them because the Omen headphones are, are not just great <laughs> sounding, but if you yes. look, if you see the person wearing them, you look very cool. It makes you look tender. Yeah, with light and stuff like that. And my son really think I'm cool when I'm wearing them. Okay. <laughs> and it really does work. It makes them oh, very yeah. cool. Um, I, I interchange some because sometimes um, if I can, if I'm doing kind of a one-on-one -on -one and somebody's in a car doing something else, I'll, I'll also go to my mobile phone and walk around while I'm doing one-on-ones. And so, <laughs> so, some, so I've got different headsets, you know, to, to you know, more mobile ones versus, te versus tethered ones. Um, the gaming ones, I'm not sure how cool I look, but I have used them and they do keep your ears very cool, actually. Mm -hmm. So they are nice <laughs> to wear after a long time. <laughs> You know, in, in, in the few minutes we have left here, I do want to talk about a couple of things that I think, just to flip back to what HP has been doing on the corporate side during uh, this coronavirus situation. Um, uh, just uh, within the last 24 hours, HP had a big announcement with its partners mm -hmm. that they're really, you know, really mobilizing their 3D printer technology. And, you know, mm -hmm. for a lot of people, and maybe we should just get into, in, into this for a second, a lot of mainstream non, you know, people who are not in the business like we are don't understand and maybe don't have a full appreciation for what 3D printing can do. It's kind of an esoteric type of topic. Mm -hmm. But but let's talk a little bit about that because 3D printing, particularly right now, it could be very, very crucial in terms of, you know, giving mm -hmm. incredible tools to different manufacturing companies, medical companies in terms of giving them just yet another powerful tool in the uh, toolkit to really combat this virus. So, Annalise, I'll, yeah. I'll keep it up for you, but let's talk a little bit about yeah. that because it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it, it, we, we've, we've been a pioneer in the 3D print space and, you know, really building from our, our ink technology and being able to put lots of millions of particles and then think about how, not just on paper, but put them in layers. And so, mm -hmm. as you think about the, the digital manufacturing space, the fact that you don't have to go set up a plant, you know, to run parts to test for quality and make sure that you build 5,000 parts, you know, until you understand your failure rates and all of that is yes. digital manufacturing is totally changed. And so mm -hmm. being able to, you know, we, we've gone out and looked at 
you know, mobilizing our 3D print technology and our partner network that already knows how to do digital manufacturing and then coordinate and do parts around um, ventilators, respirators, face masks. I mean, all of these needs that are coming up, right, that, that are definitely a huge unmet demand and really in a crisis mode where we already know about flattening the curve and different things we've got to help our frontline healthcare workers and so even things like plastic door handles things that if you set a door handle in a different way you can open it with a knee or with an elbow or something different and so um, mm -hmm. they're really kind of testing all kinds of things um, about a thousand parts have already been donated to local hospitals and then this partner network of HP people and and the you know the partners who make parts, they're really you know taking it on as kind of a SWAT team effort, bringing their experience together and and testing and building and getting things done uh, to keep up with the needs that are out there. Right. I mean, there's many people. Um, we can't do it by ourselves, but mm -hmm. um, really leaning in to take that technology and accelerate the pace of of getting things created and built. Now, it really is amazing stuff because, again, you know, the average person who doesn't know a lot about manufacturing, to create the tool to manufacturing something, to fabricate that tool, is a very complex uh, project. Time-consuming, yeah. It's mm -hmm. time-consuming. It requires expertise. Um, you may only be able to do it in a certain location, you know, and, you right. know, across the country. And what HP has been able to do with its 3D printing capability, I've seen, I saw that in, of course, real time when we had your, um, mm -hmm. uh, your the, the summit meeting a few weeks ago. It's just mind-boggling the, the the capability that that can be deployed in a very efficient, very pro, uh, productive, and as we can see in this crisis right now, it can really help from an immediacy really you know solve problems right now you know yeah. there's not that you don't have that typical historical delay that that hey okay i have a tool now to build something but it's going to take me three weeks to actually build a tool you know right well and you you think about what's going on with logistics and everything else yes. so it used to be mm -hmm. You built lots of parts and then distributed them around the world. Now you can distribute the digital files yes. and have them all local. So you're yes. not dealing with customs, cost, air freight, cargo, oh. uh, all the challenges that are that are really in, in the environment we have, especially in this you know, COVID-19 space. So. Right. And, and the other thing, and it was almost prescient um, in the, uh, the demo that we saw up there a few weeks ago, is that you guys have a marvelous um, uh, reapplication, repurposing of inkjet technology. You know, for those people who don't know how an inkjet printer works, and you'll, um, uh, Kobe or Annalise, you'll do a better job of describing this, but, you know, the print heads that actually, you know, apply ink to a piece of paper, there's, you know, thousands, mil um, tens of thousands, yeah. millions yeah. of, of, print head, of, of almost, almost naked to the, um, to the, to the uh, almost invisible to the naked eye. And that inkjet technology capability has now been repurposed. It's called microfluidics. And it's just, and it has a, a tremendous application uh, with pharmaceutical companies who can test dosages of different drugs where it would take, you know, literally it was a very manual type of operation. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the reapplication, repurposing this technology allows to really automate that process in a much more efficient fashion. Uh, do one of you want to take that? Because I really think that there needs to really be talked about for a moment. You, you, do, you, you do a great job. Um, uh, you, you've learned, you're, you're an expert. I've learned very well. I, learned, I listened to your presentations. <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah you know my microfluidics you know they they are if you think about the nozzles on on that printhead they are mm -hmm. 
um, thinner than a sliver of a human hair. And yeah. so when you put a million of those together and, and or many different print heads, you can do a lot of different things. And so we've taken them and really pivoted to create, you know, bio printers basically and cartridges that can go in them to be able to test um, you know, medicines and all kinds of things. We're doing a lot with now with the vaccine research. We donated our machines and cartridges to be able to do that. And if you think about, you know, the ability to disperse medicine on skin or mm -hmm. the ability to get those kind of vaccines or, or samples and tests or whatever, it's, um, it, it's, it's an amazing kind of element of nanotechnology when you think about the ability of how much you can do by when and how fast. Um, and, and create those test cases and test scenarios so that, you know, they, that they can bring those solutions of vaccines and medicines to market quicker, as well as figure out how new ways of how to disperse them as well. Right. Well, you know, this, this has been really a terrific uh, podcast. I mean, I've certainly learned a lot. I think you guys are doing wonderful work. HP is doing tremendous. Um, um, I, I almost want to categorize it as humanitarian work. It's not strictly humanitarian work, because a lot of this technology comes out of its out of its uh, ability to sell products into the into the into the uh, private sector. But um, I think H I applaud HP what you guys are doing. Um, I think uh, folks are certainly um, you know the the world is changing right now, and I think we will change for 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 in a much better way. Uh, after this, after we get through it, I'm a very optimistic person. I know you, both you folks are. We're going to get through this crisis. We're going to be looking backward. I don't know if we'll be laughing as we look backward at it, but I think we'll emerge from this in a much stronger way, in a much more um, uh, compelling way in terms of hoping that this never happens again. And, and certainly we'll deal with that as it goes on. Kobe, do you have any final thoughts for the audience before we sign off? No, I would say, first of all, thank you for the time. And uh, let's say to everybody, stay safe. <laughs> Eloise, any final uh, final thoughts? I, I think I, we will get through it. Um, you know, work from home is definitely going to change, and it's here to stay. And um, you know, technology will never be a substitute for human interaction. And so, the fact yes. that we figure out how to how to manage both of those, our our future of work uh, will certainly evolve. But uh, we'll we'll definitely get through it, all of us together. Terrific words, terrific words. Well, thanks to both of you folks for calling in today's podcast. Thanks to the More, Stra uh, More Insights and Strategy audience for listening to today's podcast. Uh, please follow us in our usual social media suspect partners at Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And please be safe with your family, families out there. And until next time, have a great week. Mm -hmm.